it's a yes bang maximum, the first of this contest. Oh, that is brilliant. It's a hero maximum. On the ground, on the ground, another hero maximum. Righto, welcome back to the Maximum Cricket Podcast, episode number 47. Uh, Jacko, just quickly, um, why is it we round up on every score except for milestones? Like, if you got 47, you're not really rounding it up to 58, yeah. or would you? Um, yeah, it's just the, it's the fact-checking part of it, isn't it? It's that, like, yeah. if you say you get 50, someone's going to, like, check the scorecard and then be like, we only got 47. But, like, yeah. if you say 30-odd and you get 27, someone's going to look at that and be like, oh... He probably didn't check. He just thought he got a few, like that sort of thing. Or like even 70-odd, 80-odd, like anything above 50, 70-odd or 80-odd, isn't it? So, but yeah, I think it's just that that fact-checking of like, if you say you're getting a 50, that's a milestone. That goes in the stat sheet next to your sort of, your 50s and your 100s. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think you can't, you can't fool the general public with a 47 turning into 50 because I think even non-cricketers know that sort of your 50s and your 100s are big deals. Yeah, it's hard to... It's hard to sort of forget that you passed fifty or not, eh? Like you're actually yeah. raising your bat. Yeah. Like, Did you raise just the bat? Passed... Yes, no. Yeah, it's it's a it's a thing you're not going to forget. Um, yeah, although we did have a I had a top moment playing in the UK where a bloke raised his bat on thirty six, so <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely smoked a cover drive, got a massive like shot from us, and just whipped around straight bat in the air. We're like, huh? okay. <laughs> Yes, you're happy with it. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, so my name is Munter, and we have, obviously, Jacko. Uh, Lugsy should be joining us later for to defend his um, snack draft title. Um, but today we are two weeks into the IPL, so we thought we'd, we'd do a... We're two weeks into the IPL, so we thought, who are the real contenders and who's making up the numbers, per se? We have a new segment called Piranha Picks. Not the, not the Piranha Pricks, but the Piranha Picks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be, might be Pricks yet. You just never know. We, you, we could be the Pricks <laughs> if you get them wrong, um, because we're going to give you guys something to punt on every uh, this week. We also discuss who are the worst blokes in cricket, who could be us if we get these wrong. Um, we all know them anyway. Um, we have that and an Easter snack draft special. But first of all, Jacko, how was your Easter? Plenty of chocolate to go around? Yeah, yeah, obviously uh, plenty, plenty of chockey. Uh, we had the long weekend, obviously. So a good chance to get some landscaping done. Uh, not just lawn mowing, but yeah, bit of uh, bit of renovating in the garden. So, you know, it's always a nice use of your time. Bit of blue collar work for the weekend, so. Uh, yeah, that was about us. Sort of had the had the thought mid Easter. Easter could be a worse eating period than the Christmas break. Uh, just purely, like it's just so much chocolate and sugar and hot cross buns and all good stuff. But yeah, good to be at the other side of it. I think. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I managed. To, oh, I had had the odd uh, treat. Um, it's funny, like it's it's Easter and you're supposed to just eat your your Easter eggs and your eat, like your hot cross buns and things like that. But I do feel like you do gorge yourself because it's Easter. Yeah. Like you do eat like I had like fish and chips more often than I probably yeah. should. Um, it's Easter though, so you can do those. Once you're taking on, once you're taking on two to three Easter eggs to your day, it's out the window anyway, isn't it? Like you can eat anything <laughs> yeah. during the day and it's not going to matter yeah, if you I mean, it's a, like it's a three, three Harvey's Easter eggs that night. So yeah. I mean, the weekend's an hour. Let's um, let's make it a good one. 
Yeah. As uh, one of my mates once said, if I'm going to have go over my calories, I might as well go well over and get back on track tomorrow. 100%. Wise words, wise words. Um, righto, let's let's move on to the to the IPL. We are, we're week two um, into it. We have a wee sample size on how the teams are tracking. I think everyone's played a few games for us to have a look at the side's credentials. By the time you were listening to this, Mumbai and Delhi would have played the two bottom teams. So if anything wild happens in that game, like five sixes in a row, or a failed man-cat off the last ball, um, we do apologise. However, I just thought we'd take stock of the sides by doing a way-too-soon power rankings, um, but more of the realms of who are our genuine contenders and who are the pretenders. Who, uh, you know, We have one side who has three wins, five sides who have two wins, and two teams who have one. Um, obviously, either Mumbai or Delhi will have zero wins after today, so... I want to split the teams up into the three categories. Um, number one will be the genuine contenders. Number two, the potential contenders. And number three, the pretenders, uh, relegation stuff. Um, let's, let's start with the absolute genuine contenders. Um, gun to your head, you think them, those, these three teams are going to make the semis and you wouldn't be shocked if they won the whole thing. Okay, so let's start with, uh, I've got the Rajasthan Royals paying $5.50 at the tab, the Gujarat Titans paying $5, and the Lucknow Super Giants, who are currently the favourites at $4.50. Um, both Rajasthan and Gujarat have won two convincingly and lost a nail-biter, uh, none more so than Gujarat. Uh, yeah, holy, um, fair to say, defending 28 of 5, uh, 99 times of 100. You back yourself on that one, Jacko? Yeah, I'd say it's probably more. I'd say it's 999 out of 1,000. Um, that feel that feels insurmountable. Um, yeah, I think like that you just can't sort of half miss a slow ball that gets chunked or, or whatever yet. Five sixes in a row feels like too many. Um, but, yeah, as we saw, some phenomenal, phenomenal hitting. Um, and, yeah, you got to feel for that bowler because he will be... Like, even four of the last ball, you're thinking, fuck, surely he can just squeeze something and, and get a hit out to the boundary and they run two or... Yeah, I don't know. If, it, if that's just the worst five balls to close a game out ever, I don't know if there has been worse. But, um, yeah, yeah, t- tough to take if you're the bowler, I think. But some just exceptional hitting to see. And, yeah, it's what, what the crowd wants. And, yeah, massive highlights for the boys. Yeah, it's, um, there's a lot of things that have to go right and wrong to hit five sixes in a row. Well, he only had to oh, hit a Yorker once. He hits, a, he hits one Yorker well, he hits. He bowls one good delivery, it's over. If the batsman mishits the ball once, yeah. it's over. Or even if he hit. smokes it head high to the boundary, like he could yeah. hit the best shot of his life and it's out caught, like that sort of thing. Like, Yeah, you don't, you don't see five sixes in a row very often, let alone the last five balls of a game needing all of them to be sixes to win. So, yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. Definitely, definitely. And the only other, uh, the only side um, to win three games so far, Lucknow, who have won three and just lost the one game. Um, Jacko, I just feel like these sides have more guys firing than the others. Um, so, like when the big when the big guns don't perform, they've got others that step up. At Gujarat, you've got three guys inside the top ten run runs getters, and they aren't 
Hardik Pandya or David Miller. So that just shows mm. how good they're going. They've got the best T20 bowler in the world, Rishi Khan. The Royals, they've got both openers inside the top seven, um, which is massive. And they've still got Hetmeyer and Sampson to come. Bowling, they've got Trent Bolt, who's taken two double wicket maidens in the first over inside three games. Like that just, it's almost, it was it. it's almost a, a, as impossible as five sixes in a row. Yeah. Um, and oh, then, yeah, I think even just touching on that, like just a maiden in a T20 is like unbelievable. Yeah. Even a, a wicket maiden, I like. You never see it, and to get two double wicket maidens, I mean, Bolty's on top of the world. He might be one of the best T Twenty quicks in the world right now. If you had to, you know, if you draft a team to play out of space, uh, he's probably in your list for the T Twenty team for the world. I'd say. Yeah, definitely one of the best new ball bowlers in the world. I think there was a. I don't fact check me, but there was some stat around the last three years where he's taken double the amount of uh, wickets yep. in the first over. Sure, the same thing. I think it's yeah. 19 wickets since 2019 in the IPL yeah. in the first, like, two overs or something. Yeah. Plus this guy is, like, seven or something like that. Yeah, and that's, and that's massive because, obviously, like, you, you, a lot of these sides are, are top-heavy. Like, their big yep. guns are at, this, at the top. So if you knock a couple over early, or like, inside the first uh, over, that really yep. puts, puts a team back. Yeah. And then... And if the, Best batters in the world can't even hit you for one run off the other four balls. That's saying a lot. Hundred percent. And then the best part about the Royal side is like when you get through that, like they've got two spinners and Ashwin and Chahal, who just squeeze the life out of you. Chahal's, you know, one of the top wicket takers. Um, it's a complete side. And then you got Luck now, who have like power plenty. They've got Kyle Mayers, who's striking at one hundred and eighty. Stoinis is striking at one hundred and sixty. And then Nicholas Puran, who's averaging 47, and his strike rate's 220. Um, last night, 15 balls for his 50. I mean, fucking hell, that's ridiculous. Um, and then with the ball, they've got Mark Wood breathing fire. So uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with these three sides, um, Jacko well, being it's, by themselves. Yeah, it's, it seems to be that like that's your equation, is that you have one genuine high-end fast bowling talent, one or two spinners to squeeze, and just like batters that can whack it through the order and uh, it's it's funny how simple that seems um but yeah to to actually get that formula and, and get it all working together and working well um we've seen early in the tournament that these three teams have got that and they'll uh yeah if they keep playing this way they've sort of solved the formula and if it keeps working yeah i think these three will be very very hard to beat come the business end of the season definitely definitely um so let's just say someone's got a gun to your head right now and they're like, you've got to pick one of these three teams to win the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know why he's doing that. It's, it's, he's a sicko. It's, he's a sicko. It's, um, yeah. I don't know what, what he's getting out of it either. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a strange one. Um, yeah. Who, do, who are you it's, taking, it's, Jacko? It's Blythe. Blythe just wants it. Wants to know. <laughs> yeah. Producer, producer um, Dylan. Yeah, producer Dylan is like wants a take for the listeners. Um it's tough but i will go rajasthan i think their bowlers like if trent's going to play like this the whole way through he'll play every game uh, i don't know if wood's playing the back end of the ipl um so i think chahal ashwin bolt they're playing every game and i think they'll be they'll be the difference come uh whenever that last day is yeah i'm leaning towards the royals as well i think before the tournament i picked uh, Gujarat and I think 
them and the Royals, I just have them slightly ahead of Lucknow. I don't know mm. Lucknow's top and the favourites. Um, but like you said, how long can Mark Wood play? He's already missed a game. Does he finish the se- <clears throat> I'd be surprised if he finished the IPL with, with the Ashes. Um, and then there's the KR Rahul problem where, you know, he's he's only he's striking 100 inside three uh, four games now. Um, I mm. think last night he was 20, uh, 20 off 19 after 11 overs chasing two, 210. So I think that's, a, that's an issue. Um, but, you know, we're clutching at straws a wee bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you, you're separating. You're sort of splitting hairs here, aren't you? Like, these are probably the, the cream of the crop. Um, and, yeah, as you said, there's the... Uh, these are probably the two that are going to be there. So um, we'll just take Bolt playing the whole whole time is the reason we take Rajasthan for now. 100%. Um, right, our next bracket, we've got potential contenders. I've got four teams in this bracket. These are teams who have shown glimpses of competing with the big teams. and like, I'm, Well, a couple of them have beaten the big teams, so they can do it on any given day, but they just can't, aren't quite firing on all cylinders just yet so so far. So that they aren't complete contenders, but they have potential. So I've got here Chennai Super Kings, who are 2-1, and, and they're paying $6 to win the whole thing. Um, the Kolkata Knight Riders, who are two and one, also paying nine fifty. Punjab Kings eleven, who are two and one, also paying a hefty twelve bucks. And RCB, who are one win, two losses, paying nine fifty. Um, mm. Which of these teams do you think has the best chance of being like a genuine contender? Who who do you think can move up that that ladder? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I think I don't know what what it is, but I think there is a Virat Kohli effect going on at the moment. So I think if they're in the dance, they could make some noise. Like I, I'm I'm talking Kohli a hundred in the semi to get them home chasing. Um, so f- just for that reason, I, I like I like RCB, um, Punjab. Punjab as well, probably out of these four, those are the two I think they're probably stepping up. Punjab seem to be scoring some runs at the top. Um, I think I saw before they had, I mean, we've got Darwin, top run scorer. Um, if he he can go, he's averaging 225 currently. So uh, that'll so come down, but uh, <laughs> doing, doing a job. Um, if that stays the course, they'll win everything in a canter. Um, but yeah, I think that, yeah, it's... I mean, you could go either way. I mean, we said Chennai were done two weeks ago, so they'll probably win the whole thing based off how we've been going. Yep. 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 Bit of an L. Um, well. <laughs> uh, yet to be yeah. seen. Yeah. Yet, yet to, to be, be seen. seen. I, yeah. I could. I think. I will start, we'll start with RCB. That's where, you, that's where you started. And, like, they've lost two. They've only won one game. They really probably should have won that game today. Yep. And I think you've got to remember that Hasaranga hasn't played a game yet, who was pretty massive for them last year. Yeah. So they've got, and they've got Faf and Coley, who are like inside the top five run scorers. They're both averaging like 80 odd. Maxwell striking almost 200. Yeah. Like Mohamed Siraj. Is year that it should come around? Yeah, there's, there's, there's Mohamed Siraj is taking polls. I think they're struggling in the middle at the moment. 
and I think Hasaranga, one of the best spinners in the world, I think he'll he'll definitely fix that. Yeah, um, I think it's that's crazy that they're missing. missing. Crazy that they're missing just one element from what we sort of said that the uh, Rajasthan Royals had in terms of that quality quality spinner, and they're just one from two. Like you can already see the the massive difference. They've got two blokes averaging eighty. And a new ball bowler taking poles, but they just can't be getting it done without those sort of magical spinovers in the middle. So, yeah, they, if with Hasaranga comes back and is a player he sort of can be, they they could get get hot at the right time. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's interesting with with uh, Punjab Kings eleven because they they've beaten Rajasthan and they've beaten Kolkata, so they've beaten some handy teams, and obviously. Shikhar Darwin's averaging 220, so that's quite good, as you said. And they've got a decent bowling attack on paper. Arshdeep's taking poles. Nathan Ellis is actually a really good T20 bowler. Yeah, um, very, really very should good be record. in that Aussie uh, T20 lineup. And then they've got Sam Curran, um, who's good on paper, but he's averaging 96 with the ball. So yeah, um, it hurts. Yeah, Rabada to come we'll in take, too. Yeah, Rabada to come in. Yes, that's yeah. He'll probably come in for, for Sam Curran. So we've taken yeah. some L's, but I'll take the W on that one on Sam Curran being overrated. But um, <laughs> I think I think chalk, it's interesting. Chalk that, it up, producer. Gary. Yeah, it. I've got yeah. I think it's interesting. Like Punjab odds are blown out to twelve, even though they yeah. just. I think that's quite interesting. I think it's down to they've got a big reliance on Shikhar Darwin. Like he got yeah. Like he lost the last game. He got like they got ninety. He got ninety nine not out. And they only got one forty. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's Darwin or, or bust at the moment. Yeah, and it looks a I little look, bit thin, doesn't it? The sort of batting lineup. Yeah, so I just I think like you said, Darwin's average should come down to the pack. Yeah. Um, like if they sort of had, they're probably missing a healthy Bearstow quite a lot, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. That's massive. Yeah, that is huge. I think that's a big loss for any side. Mm. Um, righto, let's let's move on to our. Pretenders, the bottom of bottom three. If we had promotion relegation, Blythe's got gu- a gun to our heads yet again. <laughs> um, we're picking a bottom three. I think it's starting to be quite clear. You've got the Sunrisers, Mumbai, and the Delhi Capitals, who are, at the moment of recording, they've got one one between them. So that's not exactly to be fair. That's not going out on the limb for me to say that they're the bottom three. I think that's, no. a, that's a fair take. Um, the Tabs got the Sunrisers at fourteen. Mumbai at fourteen and Delhi at twenty one dollars to win the whole thing. So that would mean if you chucked a hundred on these three teams, you'd win nothing because they suck. Um, <laughs> which I'm being a bit harsh, but um, I just there's something wrong because like it's weird because like these teams have they're good on paper, mm. but they can't figure it out. Like I don't quite understand. Like Sunrisers have. Good overseas. They've got Markram, Harry Brook, Glenn Phillips, uh, Klaassen, Marco Jansen. They've also got like good Indian players, Umran Malak, Bhuvi Kumar, Washington Sundar, um, Chapathi. But they just do like weird things. Like that game against Lucknow, they only had three internationals in the first innings and they sat Glenn Phillips and Klaassen and only made 120. Well, that's a, that's a yeah. poor move. <laughs> Yeah, it just for whatever reason, if if things aren't going well, those decisions just get made. Like Rajasthan aren't doing that. Like the the teams at the top just aren't sitting out and overseas just because. Um, so yeah, as you said, it just th- doesn't quite make sense. But yeah, for whatever reason, like 
sometimes it just doesn't work um and i suppose that that comes down to the, like something that happens when you you sort of have a half your squads overseas and these sort of franchise leagues these guys aren't spending sort of months and months building up to a season and playing together all the time and that sort of thing so i suppose sometimes it just it's just not going to work um and it's not going to mesh and all the talent and everything just isn't isn't going to come out as as results um as the season goes but yeah i mean all three have got talent across the board to um to come back and um sort of make a push into that that middle bracket and, and maybe make a sort of cinderella run us being written off by tmc but um yeah podcast on it, the wall sort of job yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well we were in Seifert's uh changing room uh we're in Seifert's locker yeah. room after our takes and he, he proved us wrong so uh yeah you never know but no so yeah i mean they've, i mean Dally losing uh pent obviously extreme circumstances but um yeah definitely that's that's never going to help. That's like losing your Rohits or your Verats. To lose your best Indian batter, you're always going to struggle. Um, but yeah, I mean they've all got good enough players, so hopefully for the tournament's sake they can they can swing it round and and start being competitive. Because yeah, one win between three is not great. No. So before we move on, Jacko, if you yep. like, you look at those three sides, you pick got to pick one of them. To make a late run to turn it around, who do you who do you pick? Um, yeah, it, it is tough. I maybe maybe the Capitals. Yeah, Warner, yeah, this, could look, this, sure. could, this could look real good if they lose tonight. And yeah, and that old four, but yeah, I, do, I mean, I, I want you to come. Mitchell Marsh has been fucking whacking it recently. Um, surely he comes in, but yeah, I mean, any three of them, you can probably, yeah, if you throw shit at a wall, some, sometimes it's going to stick. So, uh, yeah. we could, Mumbai's got the pedigree. They could, you know, that owner could get in there like we saw on, in the TV show and give him a rack up and that could do the trick. But, um, yeah, I, I don't mind Delhi. I think when they get Norkia and Mitch Marsh sort of, sort of starts playing a bit, they could sort of get that formula right of a guy bowling rapid and a couple of guys whacking it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that call with Delhi as well because if you look at their results, they they were 0-3, but they've lost to Lucknow, um, Gujarat, and Rajasthan. So the three best teams off the bat. So it's not a great three teams to play. Mm. Um, and they're well coached. Like the Ricky Ponting's their coach, and I just can't see him... I guess mailing it in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I think he could help turn the side around. I know Warner's scoring runs. I don't know it's slow, and I know he's copping a bit of heat, but he's not. He's not getting a lot from the top order. They're losing quickly to wickets. They've got a good side. Like they got Prickly Shaw still in there. Mm. Riley Rousseau, like I said, Mitchell Marsh. Like if like they could if, just if two get of those win, four start firing, they get a win, they get rolling. Norkia comes in, starts bowling quick. Uh, yeah. Ningidi starts to swing it. Um, yeah, they could. They, yeah, we we run could be there. Right, we'll take that. We'll definitely take that. Um, okay, Jacko, let's move on. Out or not out is going to make a return this week, and it's a special edition. 
because we're going to review some of the rule changes in the IPL that's been made this year. I think there's a decent sample size now for us to do three out or not outs for the rule changes. Okay, yeah. so I'll, I'll list them. I'll list them, and then yep. you do. We'll do three out or not outs um, as we go. So let's start with naming the eleven after the toss. Obviously, trialed in the SA Twenty League. This allows teams to name their eleven depending on whether they are batting first or not. Um, the second one. You're allowed to use DRS for no balls and wides. And the last one is the impact players. So teams now name four substitutes along with the playing 11. And they can use one of them to replace another player during the match. Teams yep. seem to be lengthening their batting or having another bowler. So, Jacko, hit me with your out or not outs. Uh, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll split it sort of into two. Um, the DRS for wides and no balls, um, I'll, I'm out. I don't think it should be there. I, I think you've got to keep, yeah, you've got to keep some, but the umpire's got to do fucking something. Um, <laughs> and I'll put another thing, another spin on this for you. If you're the non-striker, you should be fucking eagle-eyeing that front, front foot for your mate at the other end for a DRS. And if he gets out and you see that you think he's overstepped, you just give him a wee and tell him to review it. Like that, that should be on the non-striker to be watching that. If mm. the umpire misses it, that's that's fair cop. That's having human error. But, um, yeah, I reckon you mate the other end should be watching that front foot for you and telling you if you're out that you should be uh, you should be having a – sending that upstairs because he might have overstepped. Yeah, I mean, like you said, what are the umpires going to do from now on? And like, I think I hate DRS, or what it's become anyway. Yeah. I just think it's dragging the game out. I think we've got too many of them. I think it should be just there for howlers. And yeah. then now we're adding it for no balls and wides. When yeah, like if nah. it's a let's say it's a um a, like a like a full toss no ball. Like the umpire is going to check that if he's not sure anyway. And, and yeah, exactly. If they if they call it one way, you've got to have insurmountable evidence that it goes the other way. Yeah. And it's never gonna. It's hardly ever gonna be overturned. And the wide, the wide, the is wide so rule hard. is so clear. Well, like, I, I was gonna say it's quite, it's quite sort of messy when batsmen are like moving around yeah. the crease. Like that's the part where it's gonna be. Yeah. It's really messy. But and, I don't think I don't think adding someone watching it back in slow mo makes it unmessy either. Yeah, I agree. Agreed. You're never like, gonna you're never gonna turn a, turn a decision. Nah, it's a rule interpretation thing. It's not yeah. a have we got three reds instead of two reds and an umpire's call sort of job. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm out on DRS for those things. I think that's just sort of got to be, especially with the wides, especially with guys batting all over the show. Um, yeah, it's like it's like if you if you're an NFL fan or an NRL fan, if you watch a replay, slow down in the right frame from the right angle everything's going to be a penalty sort of thing so yeah if you if you're starting to do this with every decision in cricket you're taking away that sort of uh human factor that that goes away um so yeah i think pretty safely both out on those ones yeah what about um, um what about naming the 11 after the top so um yeah i think you've got to have one or the other here yeah i agree i think if I'm out on one, I'm not out on the other. Like, I don't hate it, um, but 
but I think if you're going to pick your 11 after the toss, you should impact. Why do you need an impact player? That's almost a substitute right there. Yeah, because you're, you're basically saying we either want an extra spinner or quick, depending on if we bat a bowl first, or do we want an extra batter to chase, or do we want an extra batter to set, like depending on what you think the conditions are going to do. So then if you make two wrong decisions, do you finally get a right decision? Mm. So by adding your substitute player back in, if you get it wrong initially, I think it's sort of, it takes the skill level out of coaching a little bit and out of team selection because you're basically saying, well, fuck, wait till the toss is done. So you don't have to read, you might not have to read the wicket. And then if you get it wrong, fuck it, you can change it anyway. So yeah, yeah I think it, it de-skills coaches and captains and selectors and yeah i think it you you probably gotta have one or the other so i'm out or not out on either one based on the others i think you've just got to have you can't just have both you can't just fix mistakes left right and center mid game yeah. i think if i'm picking one i'm picking the name in the 11 after the toss i think yeah that I for agree. me takes it's taking away a problem which is the toss or it's become a yep. toss because T20 is very quickly becoming you bet you bet second you win and yeah. it takes away the due. And I think if you're allowed to tweak your team depending on whether you're chasing or not, you know you might have an extra seam or play. Or if you're batting, if you're batting first, you're, uh, if you're bowling first, you might play another spinner or, or whatever, vice versa. I think I don't know. I'd like I, I wouldn't be opposed to that expanding to the international game. I, I yeah. think I think it just takes away from that toss element yeah i don't think i think it still adds a level of it still adds that level of intrigue of like have they picked have they still picked the right 11 have they got the balance of the side right yeah i think when you're changing the team mid-game like especially in cricket it's just a bit like oh let's just fucking see what happens we'll name whatever team we will name an extra batter and if our top order goes good we'll just swap one out for a bowler or, or whatever so yeah i think I like, I like the name the team after the toss, and I think that that gives you a bit more flexibility. But you still are having to make a decision on: do we think it's going to swing under lights and and not spin and skid on, or do we think it's going to we need an extra batter because it's going to be tough to bat early um, and nip around a bit? I think one day cricket as well it could be could be really interesting to use in there. So yeah, let's go not out on name the team after the toss and out on the. Uh, Impact players. Impact player, that's all yeah. I think oh, the only the only way I'm okay with impact players is if it's for an injury. Like yeah. if it's just an injury and, and you want to sub a player out, like I'd do that. Because I think at the moment, like you said, you're double dipping. And I think it's devaluing all rounders as well. Because yeah. you're starting it's starting to become like batters and bowlers and you just you know you don't need the all rounders as much, they're not as valuable because you can just lengthen your batting lineup. Or lengthen your bowling, and I, I worry about that because I think all rounders are, are pretty, they're pretty special. Yeah. Um, if you can have a genuine all rounder, and I think that all rounder piece, that sort of like, it's like you almost like your quarterback in the NFL or your point guard in the, in the NBA. It's that sort of unicorn everyone's looking for. Yeah. Like if if you've got one, you you do whatever you can to keep him and keep him playing. And if you, if you don't have one, you're doing everything under the sun to unearth him and sort of find your next genuine, genuine all-rounder. Like Aussie's got theirs, England's got theirs, uh, India have a couple in terms of their spin bowling all-rounders. Um, and I think it's sort of, 
once you've when the value of the all rounders there, you sort of really um, you really separate teams quite quickly. I think. Uh, so yeah, as you said, if you if you've got an impact player and you're devaluing that all rounder, you just probably, I suppose, even, even potentially evening the field a bit. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Righto, MVP watch. Um, I've got a top five here. Let me let me rattle them off. Um, I've got at number five. Rashid Khan from the Titans, eight wickets at 11, strike rate nine. Economy, 7.8 at four. I've got Chahal from the Rajasthan Royals. Um, has exact same figures, eight wickets at 11, strike rate nine, economy rate 7.8. You don't often see that. Number no. three, I've got Joss Butler, 152 runs at 51, strike rate of 181. Guy Quad at number two, 189 runs at 94 with a strike out of 161 from CSK. And at number one, Shikadawan from Punjab Kings, 225 runs at 225, strike out of 149, a one-man machine. Um, Jacko, I know I'm missing a few, yep. but I want to hear it from yourself. Anyone, anyone that is unlucky? Yeah, I think if we're looking at, Six to nine, we've probably got Coley, Bolt, Wood, um, and so what's the West Indian's name who whacked Pura, it the other day? Oh, Pura, yeah, I've Pura, got, yeah. yeah, that's probably you're just missing out. So, I mean, Puran's probably the most unlucky because obviously yeah, Pur, Puran's what averaging forty-seven at nine, striking at two hundred. Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's probably at six. Um, yeah, as We've always held the MVP's got to be in a winning side. Got to be in a winning side. That's the key. Punjab's got to start probably, winning. Mark Wood's probably next in line if he's the top yeah. taker. Um, um, then but you yeah, got I Coley think, and Faf. Yeah, Darwin, like he's averaging nearly a hundred, so he's obviously going to have to be in the conversation. Um, he's good night, basically what two thirds of his team's runs the other night, like phenomenal. He's got to be there. But yeah, unless they start winning. He's like they're either going to start winning because he's scoring so many runs, or he's going to fall off a cliff and they're going to start losing. So, um, yeah, if he if he continues like they will, he'll run away with it and he'll be orange cap, and they'll probably sneak in at number four and, and make some noise with him whacking it. So, um, yeah, lot like the list, lot to go. Um, yeah, I obviously picked Chahal for the wrong tournament um, for the long time <laughs> listeners. So, <laughs> clip that up, Gav. I called that. Yeah, yeah, wrong tournament, wrong tournament. Yeah. Um, oh, we're not doing an IPL draft yeah, six months yeah. ago. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Okay, oh, let's, well. um, let's do Piranha Picks, um, something a little different for our Piranha segment this week, um, where the three of us, Lugsy's going to jump on later, but we'll get his pick um, for the gram. We're basically, we're going to make a three-leg multi courtesy of a pick of our choosing for the upcoming week. Um, Jacko, that all makes sense? You're happy with that? Yep. Do you want to yep. throw yep. something out there? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'll – I mean, I've got two for you. One's our – one will be our specialist piranha pick, just a little sprinkle on the side, uh, which will be Devin Conway, top run scorer, coming up. Uh, I believe that game is tonight when this is released. So – Oh yeah, um, yeah, but my yeah. So that that's a wee 
We sprinkle on the side. I think he's paying four fifty at the moment, maybe four. Four fifty. So, yeah, that's yeah. So you'll win that money. So that's um, an extra thirty five. You can start spending that. Um, but yeah, I think my uh, my multi selection um, is you'll learn pretty quick. I'm a prop betting guy. Uh, don't like to bet the mon- the run line or the money line. I'll be going prop bets, um, and I will go Trent Bolt top wicket taker. Trent Bolt, top wicket taker. Um, what's that paying? Do you know, Jacko? Or I think it was like a dollar seventy six. I'm not going out on a big limb, but um, yep. I'll get it up for you. But I think it's a dollar seventy. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Um, I couldn't find. I was actually looking for a prop bet initially because TAB don't quite um, give that to us for like over and under runs. Oh yeah, that's nice. Quite, that's what I really want because we're talking about like Shikadawan and how good he's travelling. Which sort of tells me like the other shoe's going to drop. Like at some point, yeah, it's got you, to fail. you want the under, don't you? I was really, if I could find an under, <laughs> I would hammer that under because he can't just keep doing this. Um, yeah, he just can't. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of go down that direction, and I think Punjab. I think the rest of the batting line is pretty brittle, and I think if Darwin doesn't perform, I think they're yeah. in. They're in the shit box, and particularly yeah. when the next game is against the Gujarat Titans. Um, yeah. Very, very good bowling attack, um, led by Rashid Khan. So I'm going to take I'm going to take the Gujarat Titans to win that in head to head, which is paying a dollar seventy two as of yeah. now. So nice. not a major major. The Punjab uh, Punjab are at home, so that adds another wrinkle. Yep. But I do think the Titans they really should be three and zero right now. Um, probably should have yep. defended twenty out of five. Um, so I'm going to go Gujarat, and then we'll get Lugsy's one later on. Yep. Bolt's paying um, three twenty-five just quietly. Three twenty-five, yeah, I like yep. that. And you add in just Colman, it top out. run scorer. This is a big, this is a big multi. Um, yeah, we'll chuck yeah, that up. Yeah, I mean, I'll probably leave Conway out and just just do that on the side. But I mean, if you're feeling adventurous, you get, yeah, support you support wanna... Piranha, support yeah, uh, TMC yeah. punt Devin Conway. Yeah, and um, buy some grip socks with your winnings. TMC twenty. That's the code. Yeah. Think of it off. as a free free pair of grip socks when he wins. You're all welcome. Hundred percent. Moving on to the worst bloke in cricket segment. We've got Lugsy. He's back. Good um, to be back, mate. Yeah, he's um, had some technical difficulties, but he is back on board for this segment, which is inspired by the Ryan Masillo show, who wanted to know who the worst kind of guy was, and we've taken that and we've made it the worst blokes in cricket. So how this works is we've got eight candidates and they are put into quarterfinals at random and we're going to vote each matchup individually to go through each round until we decide who is the worst bloke in cricket. Makes sense, lads? Yep. Yeah, massive. Have you also, um, I don't know if you, have you thought who you probably are most closest to in this regard? I've been doing a bit of bit of thinking uh, about self-reflection. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I think there's some of them that everyone does at yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably I think, touch I think, on a few of them as we go through it. But oh, it's... for sure, for sure. So I'll I'll list the eight candidates to start, and then we'll move on to the to the matchups. Um, so got here the guy who doesn't score because he says he doesn't know how to. Uh, that's not. That's uh, our random first seed at the moment, and he's going up against the pro who uses up all the reviews um, really early on, always thinks they're not out sort of thing. Um, the four and five matchup, 
Um, four is the old guy at the club that won't retire, but he also doesn't help out young guys. Um, he's going to go up against the guy who goes to training and he bats 20 minutes, has his net, packs his gear up, and then leaves. He doesn't bowl, doesn't give catches, doesn't do anything. I tell you what, the way you're saying that means you've got a. <laughs> I think you've got a bit of a disdain for this character. <sighs> yeah, well, maybe they're doing it right. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're geniuses. We're all envious. <laughs> yeah. Um, number two, the guy who sledges kids. That's a tough one. It's going to be a tough one to back that one up. To be fair. Um, yeah, no, nah, it's all good. No, nah, it's all good. They're going to learn um, sort of thing. Um, number seven is the guy who doesn't own any gear. Yeah, I think that's a bit tough, but it's there anyway. Um, and the number three and four, we've got the guy who is never out. So he is always making excuses. It's always someone else's fault. The umpire's always fired him. We've all heard them. Um, number four. Oh, what? No, number six. Sorry, yeah. Three versus six would be the guy who thinks it's what we want when the bowler gets hit for six. So, guy gets hit for six, and there's a guy chirping saying, it's good for us boys, or that's what we want. Um, Jacko, we'll touch on you later on what your actual thoughts are on that. Um, but let's let's start with the 1 8 matchup. The guy who doesn't know how to score. Um, the guy who doesn't score because he doesn't know how to versus the pro who uses up all the reviews. Um, Lagsy, we'll start with you. Um, what are your thoughts? It's it's a very it's a tough one. It's it's a very tough one because obviously not a lot of us can relate to that pro who you know always takes up the reviews. Um, but I can only imagine as a as a proper international cricketer. You know, the obvious the obvious one we've talked about in the past, Shane Watson springs to mind. Hated not to use his review. And I can imagine as a pro that like is absolutely crushes you. Um Yeah, the guy I sort of I sort of put myself in this category. I never I never wouldn't score, but I was certainly one to sort of go to the toilet when it was my time to umpire, maybe put the boards on dangerously early to avoid <laughs> avoid umpiring sort of on batting seven. We're actually just starting the innings. I'm already boards on. So <laughs> no. I've done a few things to escape umpiring. So, but yeah. It, it, yeah, but umpiring sucks. Umpiring is a little different. And I think, I think you're allowed to avoid it at times. Yeah. I think it's tough to just, Contest more continually. The, it's more the claiming not knowing how to score. Yeah, like, it's so easy. It's not that hard. Well, uh, well it's not right. that complicated, especially with two of you there. Yeah, I um, as I was telling Munter the other day when we were going to the cricket, I actually scored the whole of Matt Sinclair's double hundred on debut as a youngster. <laughs> so I actually had did a you real. Ma- did you manage? You managed to score much of the T Twenty or? Uh, no, I didn't actually <laughs> see much of the T Twenty, <laughs> let alone score it. <laughs> It's a big day. It's a big, big day. Jesus. Yeah, that got, a, that um, got away from me. Right, Lexi, which one? Which one are you picking? What's What's your vote? Honestly, I I think the scoring's worse. Yeah, scoring's worse. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think it's just hard to relate to the pro that doesn't. I imagine that'd be quite annoying, but it's like yeah. I I don't. It's never affected me personally. Nah. If you know what I mean. So I think we're going to have to give it to 
um, yeah, the guy who doesn't and, know how to. And score. I reckon, like, as an international sports fan, you're pretty happy to see Watto burn a couple of reviews yeah. early. That's quite fun for us. <laughs> that's quite, <laughs> that's quite funny when Tony. someone reviews like something that's da- like dangerous yeah. for one. Oh yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd adjust it. The tail ender that reviews has like did LB yeah. just because there's one left on the last wicket. Just off your pot, mate. Yeah, stop yeah, wasting time. Yeah. Uh, okay, righto. Let's go our four and five matchup. The old guy at the club, who is essentially a pest, doesn't want to retire, doesn't help anyone out, is just there. Um, this is the guy who. Bats twenty minutes and leaves. I think this is a tough, tough matchup um, for your four and five. Um, Jacko, what's, we'll, what's, we'll go with you to start. Where, where, yeah, just, where are you leaning? Just thought process. Uh, just a, a crucial bit of information. What are they each averaging with the stick? Uh, that's, if got... a, this is this is the same as like the Ryan Rosillo. Like yeah. how hot? How hot are they? Yeah, because <laughs> like I mean, how good are if, they? <laughs> If old mate's averaging 60, he can do whatever the fuck he wants, betting-wise and leaf training. Like if he's yeah. averaging 60, he wants to bet 20 minutes and go home, I'll drive him home. Let's let's say both <laughs> of them aren't doing that well. Like, let's just say... I Less think, than 20? Yeah, let's say, like, they're not really contributing on a Saturday. I'm going to say... Oh, it's tough, but I'll say the... Oh, yeah, that is... If they're both not contributing, like... It's probably probably leans towards the old guy because he's probably resting on the fact that he's an old timer and he, you're not going to drop him or you're not going to like give him a hard word. It's probably the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, like if it's a new if it's a new guy to the club who's hitting and leaving and not batting well, he's probably just playing twos and on your bike sort of thing. I'd just like to clarify: when we say an old guy, do we still mean an old guy who's in the side? Or do we mean that old guy at the club who's sort of just been around the club 40 years, isn't actually playing and is just sort of there or thereabouts, not offering a yeah. lot? No, I think the guy that isn't playing adds a He's more certainly value. A good guy. I, think yeah, they, I think they add more value than you think, than a guy that's taking up a spot. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, because I think nah, every, I... every club sort of has that old guy that, Everyone likes him, but sort of grates you a wee bit with his chat on a Saturday morning when you're trying to get in the zone a wee bit. But everyone knows he's crucial to the club as well and sort of has that respect. Mm. So I think, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think so what I think, are we picking? Yeah, I, well, I reckon like it's got to be the it's got to be someone that's bats twenty and goes home. Yeah, that's right. Because I reckon at no point is that all good. At least like, give us a couple yeah. of spin. Like you can't imagine doing that every like someone that does it every week. Like that would grind your gears. Oh, I think that's that's pretty poor. That's a poor, pretty poor human if you're doing that every single. Especially week when training. they start trying to use like real excuses, like "Oh, I've got the kids at home." Blah blah blah. Like, you give us an hour of your time, pal. Yeah, yeah it's not. It's not that hard. Um, right, let's move on to our two versus seven matchup. So, the guy that sledges kids, just kids. So. Uh, we're talking under 18 school kids um doesn't really sledge doesn't really sledge like good players just likes to sledge the i guess the more vulnerable sort of kids um versus the guy who doesn't own their own gear i think i'm going to take this one for that i think this is a this is the guy that doesn't have their own gear is 
well, we don't know their situation. I think I'm going to be, a, there's a little bit more empathy in that. Like, gear's not expensive. But the guy that just sledged his kids, I mean, there's something going on in, inside, like, that they only sledge kids. Like, that's tough. It's a tough, it's going to be tough to defend that one. And saying that, there's not many guys that seen it turn up to senior cricket without their own gear, is there? Like, <laughs> you've got to have it sorted out by that level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's a tough like, one. Um, you can't yeah, be. There's no kit bag. There's no kit bags in <laughs> yeah. men's cricket, is there? You can't be. Well, maybe 50. the guy, maybe the guy that like doesn't use their own bat. Like they're always borrowing a bat or borrowing a helmet or borrowing yeah. a fly guard or something like that, and they never sort of replace it. Um, yeah. I, I think it's more that guy's more a harmless distraction, sure, yeah. than use, like a little bit annoying. Yeah, but the guy that sledges kids. Like that's that's tough yeah. for me. So I'm going. Gonna, gonna, I'm going to. Yeah, if you're going to arc up, arc up always. Like if like if you're going to have a behavioural trait, be consistent. It reminds yeah, me like, of um. It reminds me of on the cusp of a uh, friend of the show, Josh Finney's retirement. It reminded me of when he was a youngster and um, one of our bowlers for the Great Tire. He was about 29 at the time. Got hit for six from Josh and gave him a bit of chirp. Josh actually went back at him, and then Tony sort of looked at him and goes. How old are you, you weak cunt? He goes, I'm 14 and I just hit you for six. <laughs> and when you're, a nipper, like you're pl- when you're a nipper, you're playing with house money, eh? Because oh, it's like, you kind of know, like, they're older than you, they should be better than you. Yeah. And if you do sledge, like, most of the stuff is pretty shit. Like, the, your sledges generally aren't pretty good. But if you land one, like you said, Lugsy, it gets everyone going. Oh, our, us in the field, we're just cracking up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's undone. Um, so, what are, what are your are great, you boys... great sledge of being? You've been told how shit you were by a certain someone, and you said that might be very well, but we're still playing the same day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you one of the great lines. <laughs> <laughs> At least I know I'm shit. Like we're yeah. still playing the same day. <laughs> oh, oh, a lot of great club cricketers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you boys, yeah. are we all are we all the guy that sledges kids? I think, yeah. I think Sledge- you're dangerously lenient on the no cat guy. But I think. Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I someone you've got to make you've got to make a case to make this interesting, don't you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's our last match up. Um, the guy that is never out will never accept any. Um, I guess what's the word like accountability for their own. Um, dismissal versus the guy in the field that tells you that's what we want when a bowler gets hit for six. Um, Lugsy, we'll go to you to start with. Where are you Where are you leaning? Yeah, the the guy that's never out just dangerously more annoying. Um, sort of can't stand that sort of guy. Sort of guy that gets cleaned up and tells you the bowler overstepped. Mm. You got no... You got no... <laughs> And at least the fielder that says that's what we want, at least he's a hint like he's trying to back his bowler, you know. He's just trying to see the positive in a bloke getting hit for six. So Jacko can probably speak to if it's more annoying than anything as a bowler, but at least I see the, the him trying to, you know, back up his bowler a wee bit. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that's never out, you just want to, like, we all know him. He's like, oh, fuck how's that how's that got me out like that swung a mile that couldn't be out LBD yeah. 
20 minutes later, the non-striker comes in. You're like, oh, mate, what about, oh, mate, was he out or not? And you go, oh, I fucking did, mate. Like, it's like, it like every week it's like a complaint of the umpire and then the facts start to trickle in. Like, yeah. It's hitting all three. He's missed a straight one again. Um, yeah. Oh, there's times, there is times when it's like, what we want to see and you've just been hit for sixes and I've told someone, yeah, my, one of my own teammates, no, that's not what we want to fucking see. Like, half volley gets driven back down the ground past, you know, like, yeah, good, pitch it up, let it swing. I'm like, oh, I've just been driven before. I'm not that happy. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a great delivery. It's like, I don't need yeah. you to tell me that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to get driven down the ground. But, um, oh, like, there's times where it, it, it holds mirror. And, like, if, as Crom said, like, they might be blocking out for a draw and you finally sort of talk them into having a huge haul and they get one away and you can you can actually work on it a wee bit. Um, time and place. But, yeah, the guy that's never out, fuck, mate, none of us are Don Bradman here. Like, you're probably <laughs> going to get a good one every now and then. So, yeah, it's, you've probably just got to cop it. It's funny because it's like, I think a lot of batters – like everyone has been the guy who's never out. Oh, like sure. We've all, we've all been there, but I think I think if the, if you're consistently that person versus, I think it's like a case of a guy that's consistently positive versus a guy that's consistently consistently negative, and I think the negative yep. one will bring you down in the long run, whereas the positive yep. one it's just kind of annoys you. Um, yeah, and I think like the negative guy as well is the, like. If he's like, oh, it's never me that's out. It's like, well, fuck, like, you're never trying to get better. It's like, actually, if you were like, okay, like, I can't defend my off stump very well, then you can actually, like, get better from there. But when they're just, like, getting cartwheel and it's like, oh, fuck, mate, he's overstepping. I could see it from where I was. It's like, just keep him off your off pole. Thanks, mate. He's averaging 15, but he should be averaging 60, so he's actually not working hard. (laughs) Yeah. He's got no fools yet. He's probably off five minutes after his next two. Speaking and of yelling at kids. Speaking of, let's let's move on to the next round uh, matchup. Um, we're going through to the semis. We've got the one seed, um, the guy who doesn't know how to score, versus the five seed who upset the fourth seed, the guy who bats twenty minutes and leaves. Um, Jacko, we'll start. We'll start with you. Where where's your head at? Yeah, see, I'm, I don't know, we have, like, I'm going to say it's still the scoring guy because I reckon you've got enough, um, if you play men's cricket, I don't know what it's like in Dunedin anymore, but in Christchurch, like, you've generally got a scorer. So, like, the amount of times you're mm. asked to score is, like, exponentially less. And then if you still the, I don't know, I've been back at the club six years and I've never been asked to score, they're living like, in Latria and Christchurch. Jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> can, can, can I make a soft no, counter? You know what I'm saying? Like if, you're, if you're being asked a, even a small amount of times a season and you can't do it because, oh, you don't know how, mm. prob- yeah, you've probably just got to copy your medicine and do it when you have to. I think it's a valid point. I think there's there's no excuse not to know how to score. But I think that's more of like a – it's going to be like a little bit annoying, but a guy that consistently just bats 20 minutes yeah. and leaves every week, like that guy is going to be so – like you're going to dislike that person more. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd, yeah, you're probably right actually. Like it's just going to be like you probably – you might give – you probably give them both shit, but 
Yeah, I'm probably going to go off the fire seed for me. Um, Lugsy, where are you heading? Probably doesn't matter because it's 2-0. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you because, yeah, the scoring one is a bit different down here. Well, back when I was playing because quite a lot of times you would be asked to do it most games. So the same guys um, that sort of just annoyed you and wouldn't even do their stint because they only ask you to do sort of 10 overs. That does start pissing you off because – it ends up those same good blokes that actually do like 30 overs, you know? And everyone's club's mm, got yeah. those sort of legends that will do it. Um, yeah, the culture the culture around the club um, shouldn't allow someone to come to the net and just bat 20 and leave. But as I say, these guys are cunning and they've got their excuses every week as to why they can't. Somehow take a knock on the, on the hand or something, sort of last ball of their net that's somehow good for sad day but means they can't bowl or field during training. So they've always got something, these blokes, and they're always annoying. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Right, let's um, – the other semi-final, uh, the two-seat, the guy who sledges kids versus the guy that's never out. Um, Lugsy, do you want to take the floor and see where your head's at for this one? Oh, for sure. I mean, the guy that um, sledges kids doesn't bother me that much. I mean <laughs> – I've simply just watched Israel Israel Adesanya win the title and point at the point at the other bloke's kid and hit the deck and make him cry. So I'm not I'm not too anti that bloke. I mean, he's probably got a bit going wrong in the mixer, um, but I can sort of put up with him for a laugh. So yeah, for me, it's it's the other. Jacko, where where are you at? Yeah. Yeah, I've been saying it's a good like, case there. <laughs> yeah, two or three weeks, like a month into a bloke never been out, just gets old yeah. quickly, doesn't it? Like, if you're never out, fucking start scoring some runs, mate. Like, start actually not getting out. So, yeah, bloke that's never out. Well, there you go. That's through. Doesn't matter what I think. Um, we will move on. We'll move on to our our grand final of the worst bloke in cricket. We've got three the three C. The guy who is never out versus the five seed, the guy who bats 20 minutes and leave. Two of the worst blokes in cricket. Um, most likely they're the same person, um, it's fair to say. So, Jacko, I'll start with you. Which guy is a worse bloke? Feels like there'd be some, feels like there'd be some crossover. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sort of feel like you're probably not getting one without the other, but in terms of what trait is more annoying, it's got to, yeah, I don't, it's just the never out. I just feel like you play with them more. Like the guy, yeah, so that, just, the guy that bats and leaves, like it's like, it's probably just like after a bit that becomes who he is or he just does filters out of the team. But the guy that's never out is just every fucking week is just always going to be it. You just got to constantly hear it yeah. all the time. Like you just can't yeah. escape it. Like it's not like, like you said, the guy that bats 20 minutes and leaves, it's annoying. He's not a great bloke, but it doesn't affect you. But when a guy just yeah. constantly goes on about why they, why they missed out, why the selectors got wrong, why this, and it's like, fuck, this is hard work to hear yeah. over and over again. Yeah. We've all been this person. That's the best part say, of it. A, oh, it's okay. me every week. Yeah, geez, I haven't been dismissed yet. This as summer. a guy that loves to play square when he should be playing straight, so gets um gets Albie douched a bit. I've always, you know, as a left hander, I've 
sort of always got that excuse of like, I'm pretty sure that might have pitched outside league. So I'm sure... <laughs> and if it hasn't pitched outside league, it hasn't come back far enough yeah, to take out my poles. It's, you know, it's got to be a very good delivery to get me LB douche. So, yeah, I, I, I have to say, I've no doubt been this bloke before. But, yeah, as you say, it just, it's just constant. And the worst part of it is it can go on all day. They can bat three. They can yeah. be out at like, you know, it can be half eleven. They're out, and you've got to deal with that all night. <laughs> you got to deal with it all day, and yeah. then once they have a few few more drinks, yeah. it like just the volume starts to increase. Yeah. Okay. So that that seals it. The worst bloke in cricket is the guy who's never out. So fucking fuck if you want, just figure it out. Like it's your fault. I'm just, just fucking figure. I'm it just out. hoping there's a few guys listening around <laughs> around the traps just saying like. Uh, either A, who's that in my team, or B, like fuck, am I that? Am I that guy? Yeah, if if you can't think of, if, yeah, if if you're on a side and you can't think of who that person is, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Should we should we do us our snack draft of this week? Yeah. Let's do a recap to start with last week. Food and drink combos, and yet again, the tribal chief, the head of the table, <laughs> Simon Cromedy, proved he is the best to snack draft in this league, maybe of all time. Jack, I'm not going to lie, it's getting a touch demoralising. They want parity in this league, and we just aren't getting it. We may have to do, make it like a Aussie versus World Eleven stuff. Yeah, must team up. Just team up and take this champ down. Um, but before that, Lugsy, you, you've got the floor yet again. Um, you're away. Um, pretty simple. Two words. Acknowledge me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, look, yeah, good hell of a run. As I said, I'm, I know I'll get taken down because um, I'm just going with the, the foods I love and they, the crowd seems to be responding. Um, I do love the I do love the feedback. Love the, I love how passionate mm. some people are mm. about about your snacks. Like even. Some people, it's it's great for those. Oh, even isn't though it? I'm winning, I'm still I I get my DMs copping it. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, it's going to be real tears at the at the Hunter household when Crom uh, sees we Harvey and points him out and gives him a wee drop. Here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mate, your old man can't choose a snack that saves a life. We uh, we made we made it to make a wee Instagram for old Harvey <laughs> yeah. just sort of, and bump up these votes. Oh, up. I'm not another vote for Munter, is Don't it? Don't act like it's oh, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to. Um, uh, right, uh, should we, should we, so this week we're going to do Easter snacks. Got it. Um, we've got, so what, what is Easter snacks? So it's basically anything around Easter, isn't it? Mm. That you wouldn't, you wouldn't reckon, normally have yeah. around this time. Including like your seasonal Easter things, like your, a few of your, your, your big brands will bring out sort of their Easter chocolate or their Easter snack this time of year as well, yeah. I reckon. I see, I think yeah, this is going to be one that, that, yeah, there's going to be a bit of parity here because there's yeah, I've, there's some good options, but I think it sort of sort of just depends on your taste. I don't I don't think it'll be too too divided this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, so we'll move on to the lottery. Um, Lugsy, you've got the seventeen percent. Uh, I've got thirty three, and Jacko, you're at fifty uh, percent. So I'm going to try and screen share here. So this could work, and you guys should be able to see this. Mm. Um, Don't put me in charge of on. this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So can you guys see that? Yeah. No. You yes, can't see no, the no, Easter eggs in the middle. Yeah. That's a hell of a touch. 
Yeah, like that, like that. Okay. Oh, so, beautiful. Righto, let's go. All right, here we go. Nice of Booker Batch to come on board. Jacko, congratulations. Number one pick. Well done, <laughs> Motto. <laughs> you did so well with the number one pick last week. <laughs> Righto. Myself and Lugsy to go. Just spinning that wheel now. I'm in trouble here. Yeah, it's looking like yeah, it's looking like it's in me, so yeah. Jacko, pretty pretty tough draft, I think, um, to have the first pick in. Uh, I think the biggest question mark is sort of where this goes. Um, but I feel like I've sort of, you've got to have one variation, and I think the original is the best to have. Uh, and I don't think I get it at at pick six. Um, I think it gets snaffled up, and then I think uh, hopefully you can get. Sort of the the eggs and the chockey I want later, um, but I'll just get the classic, the original hot cross bun. Yeah, that's so good. Bit of butter like with that's, yeah, yeah, what a bit of butter. Yeah. Chuck it in the microwave. Yeah, microwave. Do ma- yeah, toast and margarine. Yeah, do you not love the microwave? No, you just, tell you what. Yeah, I'd, no, I'd say microwave your, would be dead last. I'd go your, oven, toaster, non-toasted, microwave, and four. <laughs> I'm thinking of I'm thinking efficiency, you know, just, uh, in yeah. term, just in terms of you chuck it in for like five to ten, melt the butter up, it just um, you know, try it, try it, very good, very okay. quick as well. We've got one left in the cupboard actually, maybe we'll mark it, but yeah, yeah, I think I don't think it wheels back to six. Um, no, you're right. Who doesn't love Who doesn't love a just a, a hot cross bun? I'll tell you what, yeah, I, even the frying pan actually um, isn't a bad option, but it's there's something about I don't know if it's for you guys as well, but. For some reason, when my mum makes them, it just it turns out way better than when I bake it. Like, I don't know if she's yeah. just got a bit more patience than me and actually keeps it in that oven that big a bit longer and just smothers it in butter. But, yeah, it's an unbelievable yeah. go-to. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a good pick. Uh, just quickly, are you with or without out raisins? Yeah, just with fruit, the original. You're not worried? Yeah, okay. Yeah, nice. Yeah. All right, pretty good. Um, okay, so my pick, so... I'm going to go with the egg rev- a variety um, early on. And I'm thinking about when I'm a, when I'm a nipper. Yeah. When Easter really sort of took took um, took flight, and I'm going to Kinder Surprise. Wow. Um, just Ooh, because yeah. I wanted that toy as well. I wanted the chocolate. I wanted the toy. Your two for one special. Um, yeah, I think, and, and it's also year round sort of chocky. So I'm going to Kinder Surprise. Um, Big. It's not a bit, yeah. I mean, first thing Munter said when we're drafting is sort of that Easter special thing, and then he's gone, available all year round. <laughs> oh, he's picked the year right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know. Yeah, yeah. He'll take fruit toast next. <laughs> <laughs> it comes alive at Easter, though, doesn't it? Does, yeah. does. Lugsy, you're all on the board. Yeah, look, shit. There's, some, there's still plenty of options on the board, isn't there? I'm... I'm looking at my wee list here, and I've still got my one and two there. So this is where I might lose them. First number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my hot cross bun locked in, um, and I'm gonna go the chocolate. I just yeah, I just think it's I don't think it's yeah, it's sort of something over the last few years. Like 
obviously you're at, your mum's always got the standard hot cross bun, the original. But when you go out and you get your own and you get chocolate and that melts and that butter, it's just sensational. So chocolate hot yeah. cross bun one. Number two, I'll go to an egg, a bit of variation. Um, and I'll go my favourite of the eggs sort of inform. And I've just got one sitting here actually as we speak. I'll go the buttons. I just think the buttons. The buttons a, look yeah, It's just a classic. I put some um put some buttons through my oats before actually melted them through. Just sensational. <laughs> In fact, we we may have an empty butter ones here as well. So I've got for a few over these <laughs> over these last couple of days. That's very good. That's tough. Um, okay, mm, this is tough. I just. I will admit, this is not my area of expertise. I'm not expecting to turn over Lugsy this week. Um, so I'm just going to shoot from the hip a little bit. Um, I'm going to go... Fuck, I can't... I don't know how to say it properly. The, what's the... It's the Ferrero Rochers. Oh, oh um, yeah. Like, that's that's like your upper-class sort of egg. And I think yeah. it's just... I don't even know how to describe the flavour. I think it's hard to describe it. It's its own special is it like hazelnut yeah. it's just yeah hazelnut yeah, and i'm just gonna note yeah available all year round so i'm just yeah <laughs> <laughs> more sort of known around that christmas time actually but yeah mm. do they not mm-hmm. do they not have an easter do they not release any easter eggs do they well uh, yeah that's what I thought they're around at easter time <laughs> but i suppose they're still on the shelves from christmas yeah yeah <laughs> No, it's a good, right, it's a good egg. It's a good chocolate. That is one of my favourite chocolates in the biz. Oh, that yeah, fuck it's, that it's good. a real good like gift chocolate to Ooh, give. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's right up there yeah. for me. So, um, right, <clears throat> so I've got my last two picks here, and then pick two, so six overall. Um, it's it's probably just the best chocolate uh, going round, and just in a in a novelty Easter shape, the Whitakers. Easter kiwi. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, just a lovely pick. You're just getting your Whitaker's creamy milk in a novelty shape of a kiwi. Uh, lo- lovely little Easter gesture, but, but yeah, just let up. And also the great part um, of that is like at least a little bit of the kiwi will be like thicker than the rest of the chocolate. You get yeah, that thick we bit. thick bit at the bottom corner. <laughs> thick, that's unreal. Yeah, that is good. And then... Um, my third pick and this is just a personal fave they always have them by the counter they're always 99 cents about this time they're fucking hard not to add one into the trolley uh <laughs> it could go there's, there's two that are there but i think that the malteser bunny oh, um, Jesus. is just so so good and it's so hard not to chuck one or two in the trolley so yeah the uh the malteser bunny will be will be my last pick um See, I'm going to go. See, I don't know if this is something that everyone likes, but I'm a massive fan of these, and th- this is this is an Easter <laughs> Um I'm going the marshmallow eggs. Yeah. What? Well, what one? Oh. What do you mean the chocolate ones? Yeah. Right. What's the, what's, yeah. Well, what? What are we how, talking here? What's the, Oh well. You just might not the Cadbury that comes the, cab- the Cadbury yeah. ones. The Cadbury ones. I had had some today. They're like you know they're in shape. They've got egg, egg like sort of yolk in the yeah. middle, but it's all marshmallow and then it's chocolate yeah, on the yeah, outside. Yeah. They're about sort of hand hand size. Yeah. Um, my, my hand yeah. size. Um, it's on yeah. my board. Yeah, it's on the board. It's just a good. It's just a good option. Um, uh, Lugsy, what are you? Yeah, running? five years ago they were actually our hand size too, but it's 
product of Gross Motor, I suppose. Um, Your hands grow from 28, did uh, they? The product just got small. Um, yeah, that's like what? I'll tell you what, there's a lot still on my board here. A lot still on my board. Yeah, plenty um, of options. Sort of some of the most famous ones still on the board for me as well. Um, this I will not take, but going to be very, very hard to beat, the Caramel Cuties. Um, yeah. I'm not going to take it. There's been an unlimited amount in the office yeah, recently. Yeah, they're dangerous. Um, I won't take it because, to me, they are only beaten, and I can't believe I've got this last. The wee mini eggs, Cadbury mini eggs, and the wee yellow box, same sort of thing as, as Jacko said, about 99 cents at the moment, right next to the counter, and I think I just yeah. nothing short of exceptional. Yeah. Very, Honestly, very contemplating good, just, they, they all have those little... Yeah. Yeah, there's some very good, just little easy snacks coming at this time. The Kit Kat Easter Bunny was also yeah, there yeah. for me. Yeah, I had the uh, like M and M ones, M and M Easter yeah. eggs, good option. The cre- the cream yeah. egg yeah, was I'm, a good so option. That's probably would have gone number one, sort of six years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, but I actually don't start having them very often. And um, yeah, I, I don't think about like, the uh... even just like a big hollow bunny. Oh just yeah, a, yeah, just a just real, a just bunny, a standard so good. bunny is pretty good hollow stuff. And I, I couldn't think of what they were, but what kind of eggs they were. But the wee eggs that you have for an Easter hunt, like I don't know what they are exactly, but you know those yeah. one, those little ones that you have with an Easter hunt. And because it's an Easter hunt, it just tastes that better, that much better when you're a kid. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was Harvey sort it. of into an Easter yeah. hunt this year, or sort of a year away? What are we, what are we talking? Well, I, I always thought next year when he was about two, but I, I seen, I seen some other people do it when he. But he's just one. Like, what's he can? Yeah. He can How much chocolate? He's not got. Yeah, yeah I don't. Sure. I don't know if chocolates. I don't yeah. know if chocolates the best for him at the moment. He's only, yeah. he's only one and a half, and like it's basically at this point it'd be me finding them. Yeah. And like he's Give not getting anything out of it. I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking next year he'd be two and a yeah. half. That's when he's got yeah. like he can sort of you know have a look sort of thing. So as soon as he can, starting to get into his prime, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, the only one, other one I had on the board, and this was sort of the white whale for me growing up, was the the great white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those. We're talking. Yeah. What's a little like? Just this here. Wow! Oh yes. Just, just I mean, is that hollow? Yeah, the, just a massive hollow white yeah, egg, and it, it, like it just came a... in the shark thing. And I just remember thinking, like, as a kid, like, fuck, that'd be unreal <laughs> to have that. Was rock solid. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good pack a that's 7 a... kg a 7 kg egg of so just solid about, white chocolate um, that that's, my, that's my honourable mention the great white very similar mould sold, sold at the warehouse was it called like the porky pig or something it's just like 1.5 <laughs> yeah. kilo of just chocolate it's just $30 <laughs> chocky oh, there's some parents killing kids out there oh yeah, oh, yeah. We were talking. This, we were talking at the start. East Orient Easter's worst for you. Oh, Christmas. I've been horrendous. <laughs> Nothing short of horrendous. <laughs> oh shit, shit. Good stuff. Good stuff. Look, these, these, this could go either way. I think. I do think I've missed not not getting a hot cross bun in there somehow. Yeah. I did think yeah. I was hoping that the chalky one would fall a bit later. So that's on me. Um, can't slip up if um, you want to take on the trouble chief. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Righto, so that's that's us for another week. Like, subscribe, rate, review, etc. Thanks to everyone who listens. Thanks to Lugsy. Thanks to Jacko. 
We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Thanks Max. Please.